Hi, my name is Stephen Mansfield and this is your 15. The topic of our 15 today is what is the marriage covenant? I hope you watched part one of this little mini-series, this triad that we're doing on the marriage covenant, because I introduced the idea of the marriage covenant, what it is, why it's important to us, how we often look at marriage in our generation, and I just got into a couple of steps into talking about the terms of the covenant. Let me just review quickly. Marriage, biblically, more than anything else, is a covenant. It's an agreement between man and woman and an agreement between each of them and God that certain things will happen. God has his role. He makes the two one. He blesses the marriage. He, he acts in their behalf, but only because the, the two, the husband, the wife, live in covenant with God. And covenants are so important. And of course, it's a whole study that we, we sort of scanned over in the first uh, of these 15s. But now I want to continue talking about what a man is obligated to do in the marriage covenant. This is such an exciting thing to me because I got married and spent years just trying to be kind of a man in marriage based on what the culture was telling me. I was going to be tough. I was going to be strong. I was going to take care of my little woman. I was going to be physically adequate. I was going to take care of And you know what? It, it didn't work real well because there were other things I didn't understand about women and about faith and about God and about his will and about the way we work uh, that, that did not allow the Holy Spirit to work in my marriage. So I, I love teaching this. And so I'm talking now about the list of things that the Bible requires or the Bible says a man commits to in the covenant. And the first one we talked about last time in the first 15, and it, it is that a man is called upon to leave his father and his mother. Uh, but the second one is, is really, really important. It's actually a, a group of, of, of them in this number two. But let's take it from Ephesians 5, beginning in verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, to make her holy, cleansing her by washing with the water through the word, and to present her to him as a radiant church, without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. It's a powerful image for us. So number one, a man leaves his father and his mother and clings, cleaves, it says in the old King James language, uh, to his wife, binds together with her. Okay? But then a man has a role that a wife doesn't have. Uh, a man has a role that he's meant to lay down his life for his wife. Now, it's very important that you understand that in the Greek uh, of the New Testament, the New Testament, of course, is written in Greek and a little bit of Aramaic, but mainly in Greek, that, that words like love have many, there are many different words that are translated into the English word love, and so sometimes it's good to know which word is used. Uh, if a man's supposed to lay down his life, does that mean that he kills himself when he gets married? No. Uh, what it means is, uh, really, the word there is suke. It's the Greek word for psychological life, your mental life. What is it referring to? Your dreams, your aspirations, um, the, the, the things that you think you're entitled to, the rights that you think you have, the beliefs about yourself. A man is meant to lay those things down. Uh, if I come into a marriage and I have a belief that a man never changes diapers, guess what? A man lays down his life for his wife. A man uh, should always, the woman should serve him food and he should just sit there in his easy chair and watch football. No, 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 no. You lay down your life for your wife. You care for her. You surrender your time. You give up some of your pleasures. Uh, you, you, you surrender being the center of all things and having everything be about you. You invest in her. I like to retranslate these words into the idea that you're the guardian coach. You guard her 
and you coach her. In a sense, you pastor her. A man is meant to be ahead of his wife spiritually, if at all possible. That's not usually the case, but meant to be ahead of his wife spiritually and help bring her along and, and guard her and coach her and, and, and serve her in that way, almost in a pastoral sense. So here are some of these things this, this verse says. First of all, give yourself up for her as Jesus did for the church. What does the Bible say in Philippians 2? Jesus was the Son of God, but he divested himself of his glory, emptied himself, and gave himself for the redemption of his bride. That's exactly what we're supposed to do. The more I uh, surrender my rights, the more I invest in my wife, the more I care for her, the more I'm generous with her, the more I, I, I lay down my own needs. Man, sometimes I go home, I'd love to have a massage, but maybe the need right then is to massage my wife's shoulders, just to use a very natural illustration. Um, I, I, maybe I would get into the word that I'm feeding for myself, but maybe I need to be feeding in order to care for my wife. I'm praying for her. Lord, how can I help her? How can I serve her? How can I pour things into her? I surrender my rights my own self-centeredness to invest in her. Number two, love her. Do, do you know it says several times in the Bible that we're meant to love our wives? Love them. Be gentle with them. Care for them. Give ourselves to them. Men, you've got to fight that battle of love. The world will draw at you, your busyness, the lust of other things, everything from women to money to power. You, you, you must love your wife. Then you're supposed to wash her with the water of the word. What does that mean? Read the word to her. Quote the word to her. Not condemning her, encouraging her. Discuss the word. Maybe, maybe some couples have devotions together. Some couples don't. We're not legalistic about that. But still, you need to be about the word with each other. Okay? Love her as you love yourself. Now, men can be some self-centered dudes. And so we've got to learn, learn to love our wives as ourselves. And then finally, love her as your own body. Care for her body. Care for her. Take care of her. Protect her. Encourage her. Watch her. Tend her. Make sure she has the things that she needs to take care of herself. All, the, all that comes from that first verse. Now, listen to a second little list here. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 7. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. That's 1 Peter 3, 7. What does it say? First of all, treat her with respect. Guys, it's perfectly fine for you to have kind of what we call in our American slang, smack talk with your buddy friends, you know, teasing, playing with each other, basketball court kind of horsing around. You can't take that home. You can't put it in the bedroom. You can't talk to your wife in a harsh, sarcastic way. It's not godly. Words are the power you have to build up your wife. You should respect her. You should respect her as a woman in God. You should respect her as God's gift to you. You should respect her as a sweet and special person. You should respect her as the mother of your children. You should respect her as your life partner. Deal with her with respect and instill that in your children. Your wife is not the house servant. She's not the maid. I'll tell you what, a man should descend on his children like a jaguar when they disrespect the mother in the home. The woman is to be respected. But also treat her as the weaker vessel. Now, I know there's some women squirming as they hear this, and, and, and I understand that that's been used all through the history of the church to say that the woman is lesser, or she's, she's not as smart, or as good, or as capable as a man. I think we know that's not true. You meet my wife, you'll find somebody who's far more capable than I am. However, she is a weaker vessel. What does that mean? The word vessel does not mean her total person. It means her body. It means who she is physically. And men, this is where we really let things down. I despise seeing a man walk through a parking lot you know, on his cell phone while his wife is hauling six bags of groceries or, and three kids and pulling a, a buggy behind her. Men, women are weaker than we are physically, 
I mean, I'm no great shakes uh, as, as, a, as a male. I'm, I'm just maybe slightly above average in my strength just because I lift weights a little bit. There aren't many women in the world who are stronger than I am. That's all the Bible is saying is that they're weaker physically. And remember, this, this is written in the Roman Empire when, when it was a very harsh, physical, violent world. Um, take care of your wife. Protect her. Uh, guard her. Go, hold doors for her. Pick things up for her. Protect her physically. Women are not as strong as men physically. That's all that means. It doesn't mean they're nitwits or not as smart or have as high an IQ. In fact, in, in, in an aptitude test, women test higher uh, in all areas but two than men. So men, be humble about that, all right? Walk with her as the grace of life and be considerate. You know, that word considerate there means to dwell with her according to knowledge. That's, that's actually the King James sentence. Study your wife. Pay attention to what she likes. What does she need? She like having her feet rubbed at the end of the day? Does she have a hard time memorizing scripture? Um, is she susceptible to food or lust or fantasy novels or, you know what I'm saying? Learn about her. Help her. What encourages her? How can you help her? Uh, what is it that, that makes a difference? Okay? And then 1 Timothy 5.8 says this, anyone who does not provide for their family, especially their own household, has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Men are meant to provide. They are meant to take care of the family. You get a job. You pay those bills. You take care of the family. You, you're responsible for the condition of the home. Men provide for their families. Otherwise, it says they're worse than non-believers. Okay? Now, all that, I'm going to list it real quickly, all that for men is what men are responsible for. Leave their father and their mother and cleave to their wife. Give themselves up as Jesus did for the church. Love her. Wash her with the word. Love her as yourself. Love her as your own body. Treat her with respect. Treat her as the weaker vessel. Walk with her as an heir together in the grace of life. You're, you're experiencing God, the things of God together. Do, live with her according to knowledge. Be considerate. Consider who she is and what she needs. Uh, don't, uh, uh, you know, husbands, don't be, oh, I, I left a couple out here. Uh, Colossians 3.19, husbands, love your wives and don't be harsh with them. I'm glad I remembered to put that one in there. Don't be harsh. Don't be condemning. Don't be dominating. And, and then one that I know we'll need to talk about more at some future 15. Don't deprive each other, it says in 1 Corinthians 7 except by mutual consent and for a time. It's talking about sexually. Uh, then come together again so that Satan doesn't tempt you and cause, draw you into sin through, due to your lack of self-control. So your body belongs to your wife. Sexually, you belong to your wife as she does to you. We'll see that in a minute. And then, of course, provide for your wife. Men, there, we have many more times the responsibilities than women do because the marriage is primarily our responsibility to maintain. Your wife shouldn't have to come to you in, the, in between the football or the soccer game you know, uh, episodes during a commercial to try to talk to you about the condition of your marriage. You should know. You should be on top of it. Well, let's move on for just a moment. Let's talk about women. Women, the Bible says, submit to your husband in everything as is fit in the Lord. You knew I was going to bring it up. In Colossians 3.18, it says, wives, submit to your, to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Now, I know this has been abused. I, I know that... That, it, that this has been used to dominate women. But I want to tell you two things. First of all, every time that's said, it's in the context of mutual submission. This is going to bother some people, but you know what? The reality is that I submit to my wife too. I submit to her. I yield things to her. I don't put things in my schedule she doesn't agree with. I, I submit to her wisdom. My wife has degrees in mathematics, and she's much better with the checkbook and the credit cards and, the, and tallying all that stuff. She oversees a bookkeeper for our, all of the, that we do. I submit to her wisdom about money. Absolutely. That, I'm, I make the final decisions. The big policy decisions are mine. She leaves that to me. Um, but I submit to her. 
There's a way in which you submit to your wife, and a wise man will learn that and realize that every time the Bible commands a woman to submit, it's in the context of mutual submission. But second of all, I want you to notice the final phrase there, as is fitting in the Lord. All God is asking you to do is to submit to a man to the extent that he is submitted to the Lord and asking of you things that are uh, good for you and that are biblical. Not long ago, my wife had an earache for a long time, and she wouldn't go to the doctor, she wouldn't go to the doctor, she wouldn't go to the doctor. Now, I hardly ever turn to my wife and say, I insist. But I did. I said, honey, you're going to the doctor, and you're going this week. I want your word. I was going to have to leave town, so I couldn't take her. Tell me you're going. Tell me you're going to do this. You've got to take care of your body. as the temple of the Holy Spirit. I love you. I want you to be healthy. Don't just bull through this. Go see the doctor. She did. Later, she said I was, she was thankful that she did. Now, I'm sometimes wrong, but on this case... You see, she was submitting to me because I had submitted to the Lord and I wanted what was good for her. That's all it means. It doesn't mean submitting to unrighteousness. It doesn't mean submitting to certain sex acts. It doesn't mean all the weird extreme things that we've made it to our lives. It certainly doesn't mean any violence in the home. And men, don't you ever, don't you ever become physically abusive with your wife. Ephesians 5.33 says that, that, that uh, each one of you must love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect her husband. So she submits to him, number one, and she respects him. Women, I'm telling you, the key to a man's soul, it might be biscuits and gravy, I don't know, but what it is for sure is respect. A woman who disrespects her husband is going to have a distant, angry, bitter husband. Respect is the thing that a woman is primarily responsible for. Don't harp on him with your words. Don't speak him to others as though he's trash. That's not righteous, okay? And then 1 Corinthians 7, 5, also the scripture we quoted before, uh, says don't, don't uh, remove yourself from each other sexually. You belong to your husband sexually. He belongs to you sexually. If there's some dysfunctions, you can get some help. But you understand what I'm saying. We live in a lust-ridden world. You do not want your man going out into the world with him unsatisfied sexually. You all need to work on that. There are great books, great materials. I won't go into details now, but that's part of the marriage covenant. Okay? And so, you know what? You know what's interesting? That's it. That's what a woman's responsible for. You know, a woman, in a sense, this is going to probably be disturbing to some of you, a woman is not even told to love her husband. I mean, we know that she is supposed to love her husband because of uh, the general love, the commandment we're all supposed to love each other. But what a woman is specifically told to do is to submit as is fitting in the Lord, respect her husband, don't deprive him sexually. That, in essence, is what a woman is required to do. Now, some of you don't like the fact that I'm using the word require, covenant, and obey, and command. But I want you to hear me say this. If all we do in marriage is swim in a sea of sentiment when we get married, that sentiment will change. And if our relationship was emotionally based when we started it, it can be emotionally based down the road. I love the marriage covenant because, see, I've said to the Lord, Lord, I love this woman. She's amazing. She's beautiful. She's gifted. She lights me up. But I'm committing to you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to separate from my family, my, my mother and father. I'm going to love her as I love myself, love her as I love my own body, wash her by the water of the word, give myself to her sexually, protect her because she's physically weaker than I am. That's no insult. Uh, and the other things that I'm required to do, I'm going to do these. I'm doing them primarily to you. Even if she doesn't respect me, even if she doesn't love me, even if she doesn't respond back in the right way, I'm doing them unto you because I believe that you're the one who makes us one. And women, the things that you're obligated to do. See, now you, have, now you have things you can focus on. You have things you've committed to. And you've not just committed to each other. You've committed to the Lord. I'll tell you what's exciting, too, and we'll cover this in the next 15. And that is that when you understand the marriage covenant, it's easier to fix a broken marriage. 
I want you to study these scriptures out. I want you to make a list, literally have a list maybe on each side of the page, what the woman obliga is obligated to and the man. I'm not saying that's all marriage is, but if you'll start with that skeleton, God will grow it from there. You'll find things changing in your marriage. We'll talk about how to walk this out in your next 15. But for now, this is your 15.